Studios, and welcome back to another episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week's episode is going to be sponsored by the Eternity Wars Kickstarter. So let's have a conversation about that, heroes. It takes money to keep a show like this going. In fact, if you follow my Reddit handle, you know that between Kat and myself, around $2,000 has been spent on One Shot. That doesn't even count the amount that network head Patrick O'Rourke has spent on web hosting for the show. Cat, Pat, and myself are not bajillionaires. That money represents skipped vacations, smaller comics budgets, and in my case, a hiatus from Hero Clicks and Magic the Gathering. Now, we are happy to make those sacrifices to bring you the show and other projects because we love them as much as you do. However, having more money around means more money to make the show better. So we opened up the show to sponsorship. I promise to keep sponsorship spots short and sweet, and to keep them relevant to the people who listen to my show. You can rest assured that the people who are going to sponsor this show are fellow fans of One Shot and Gaming who are making their own sacrifices to make their dreams come true. So let's talk about Eternity Wars. Eternity Wars is a strategy card battling game based on real-time strategy video games. Eternity Wars offers players a balance between macro and micro management. You can spend your efforts gathering resources, building up your base, and building your army, or you can control individual units to exploit specific weaknesses in your enemy's defenses. Just like any RTS you'd find for your computer, there's more than one way to win. You can methodically build up an army of overwhelming force, or focus on a few troops to rush to victory. Unity Wars was built to be balance conscious, so any approach you want to take is the right one. Eternity Wars is on Kickstarter now. The base game is only $38. If you can't afford it, or it's not your thing, share it on Facebook or Twitter. Kickstarters appreciate any help you can lend them. Again, a big thanks to Justin Watchholder and Eternity Wars for sponsoring this week's show. Again, you can find Eternity Wars on Kickstarter or at EternityWars.com. If you have a project you want to promote and you want to support the show, email me at jamesdomatoismagic at gmail.com and we'll work something out. But guys, money isn't the only way to support this show. In fact, unless I'm offering you something beyond a piece of entertainment, which I would gladly provide for free, I don't want to take your money. I'd rather have you leave us a rating or review on iTunes, tell your friends about us, or even follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. A big thanks to Rob the Dob, Stulo, or in B1969, and another great name, Nerd of the Sands. Nerd of the Sands, good luck there out on the road and travel safely. Every little bit of exposure you can give us helps us out. Speaking of new gaming projects, Kat and I will be on WBEZ's Nerdette podcast on March 18th to talk about one-shot, gaming, and our new role-playing system, Epiphany. After that, I'll be a lot more forthcoming about what Epiphany is and how it works. While you're waiting for that, you should also be waiting for April 4th through the 6th, because OneShot will be at CodCon at the College of DuPage in Illinois, and April 25th through 27th will be at C2E2. At both events, we'll be giving away some neat stuff, and we'll be looking to meet fans. So, if you're thinking of going to either event, please show up. We'd love to have you. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Alright everyone, welcome back to One Shot. We are continuing with our dungeon world exploration. Uh, let's dive right into it. With me this week is Kat Murphy. Hey everyone. Kat, welcome back. Hi James. Um, let's, Thanks. Let's learn more about your character. Remind the audience. Of good old Renegade Red. Or Red Fox. Red Fox. Alright, uh, Red Fox. Uh, let's learn about, uh, what, what, what's Red Fox's history and life like? Uh, so Red Fox is a bit of a wanderer. Mm -hmm. Uh, She grew up uh, in an orphanage in a work home, and when she reached her age of majority, it was kind of over over society and lives lives for the most part in the woods these days um she's kind of a, a bit of a robin hood figure but uh, Ooh. yeah yeah but uh freeing 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 animals mostly because those okay are... so like a robin hood figure but not like an important one <laughs> okay she'd take issue with that and so would mr badger her her stalwart companion she and seems intern. very stalwart if i had one word to describe him <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so she's an orphan and a wanderer. What 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 does she do with her wanderings? Like what what does how does she? So she picks up. So she the point. The point is to gather. What's the point? That's the best interview <laughs> question ever. Why? <laughs> every interview point. question should have. Every interview should have <laughs> that question <laughs> in it. What's the point? Fucking point. <laughs> I think she likes talking to people. She likes ta- taking in stories, and she journals about what, it every what night. What does she do with those stories? And she turns them into maybe uh, that's what I was after. Wind in the Willows style children's books that uh, she Aww. she brings to her publisher. So she takes yeah. she takes animal fables from actual animals. Yes, yes. Is, and, and that's how animals are in this setting. No, they're constantly that's the, learning life lessons every day. They get their snouts stuck in uh, in bottles because they were being greedy. That's that's what happens to them all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's there you go. Oh man, like the, the fox and the the. The pelican are like con- or the stork are constantly like sharing meals with each other that are like combative in the way. Yes, you eat no, them. no. Foxes don't get along with anybody, really. <laughs> they're notoriously sly and and uh, the villains of whatever animal story is. Really, even even with like rabbits. Oh, oh, like interesting. Because certain rabbits are tricksters, right? Certain rabbits are tricksters, and uh, wolves are much worse than foxes. But well, wolves are like aggressive. Yeah, like like foxes are sly. <laughs> rabbits are supposed to be tricksters. And crows, I, they don't really crows. Get along. Yeah, crows yeah. too. I imagine like a band of like villainous greaser <laughs> animals, <laughs> a murder uh, of them, if you will. <laughs> they're a bunch of fox. Don't go over man- there, man. They're a bunch of foxes and crows <laughs> and rabbits. They're bad news. <laughs> They're yeah. bad news bears, which is uh, weird because bears are often honorable. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's get out of the animal myth segment um, and let's move on to someone decidedly more metropolitan. Very, very much so. I'm speaking, of course, Alex Manich from the Overshare podcast on That's Beaches right. and Hot Sauce. Yeah. I co-host. That's right. Strictly comedy. Strictly that show. comedy. Strictly. <laughs> that could be. I did we just come up we just with, a came up with a tagline? <laughs> the overshare. Strictly, Strictly comedy. comedy. We don't want anything else. No uh, ballroom. No. No. <laughs> those those yeah. episodes where we got brave and meaningful confessions from our <laughs> our guests. Worthless. The, the, yeah. When Cat came out on air, not, right. not this cat, but Cat McDonald came out on air. I am. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe yeah. one shot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. uh, yeah the, we don't want that. No, we no, no, no. We, no hugs. We, no learning. Surface level. That's what we go for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex. Who are you playing? Uh, I am playing uh, Willem Baby Blues. He is a essentially a lounge singer. Were there to be lounges? Uh, where there, in this there world? are indeed lounges in this world because okay. you made a lounge singer character and uh-huh. that calls for lounges. There we go. So he's a lounge singer. Uh, he's you know metropolitan, cosmopolitan. Hmm. Neapolitan. Neapolitan. <laughs> he's got he's spumoni now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pistachio in there. Yeah. So, um, do you need to know anything else? You really yeah, grilled yeah, we're, cat. We're learning. Yeah, you really <laughs> did. <laughs> really What's the cat. point? What's the point? Is that, uh, I'll answer that question What's before you ask. Point it? of view. No, uh, this is where this is the part of uh, our segment where we're learning about your backstory. Oh, my backstory. Your history. Crazy story. So, last episode we met a, a character named. Uh, Morty Goblinstein. Morty Goblinstein. <laughs> and Morty Goblinstein was my first, uh, was Willem's first foray into the, the, into showbiz. <laughs> Willem is from the Middle West. Uh, and, uh, he, you know, small town in the Middle West. Yeah, one of those farming villages. In the one of those farming, yeah. And so he went out to the, the, the left coast. And, uh, went out. <laughs> the left coast. It's Cardinal. The compass road in this setting is crazy. It depends on which direction you're facing. Right. Uh, this is all canon. Uh, so deal with that. Uh, so, uh, he went out to the left coast, uh, and, uh, with Morty, uh, Goblinstein 
And they had a crazy night with a couple of concubines and a little bit doing some bumps of Phoenix down. Uh, and ever since then, he's been uh, he, he's been in showbiz and he rocketed to stardom uh, with a couple of different hits. Uh, really, pretty much just kind of old. Uh, uh, what do they call it? standards? Mm-hmm. Singing a couple standards, but his voice is his crooner's voice and his charisma. Uh, gotten won the hearts of many uh, human, elf, and owlbear alike. Now that was about ten years ago. Ten years ago, <laughs> right? And S- now, yeah, he's got some pu- some punch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's kind of, uh, kind of, kind of chubby. A little bit more salt than pepper. A little bit more salt than peppers, right? Uh, and uh, he he's trying to win back. Claw. He's trying to, you know claw back his his stardom but he's kind of hanging on to the vestiges of it you know he, he he still has in his mind much more stardom than he really does you're like a hey arnold's dino dino spumoni dino spumoni dino spumoni yes. neapolitan callback <laughs> <laughs> so that's willem blue i was gonna say blue balls uh blue old blues what is his name baby blue baby blue <laughs> Come on! Uh, Willem Baby Blues. It's on the sheet. I could have read it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to somebody who's much more in control of her situation. I'm really, wow, I really made a big promise for you there. In control of your situation. Maggie Dempsey, welcome to One Shot. Thank you. Thanks. Maggie, you are playing Trinket. Yes. Uh, let's learn a little bit more about Trinket and her backstory, where she's from. Okay, so Trinket is a 16-year-old young lady who, who, who she's not much to look at. She's a ragamuffin. She's wearing a bunch of dark, ill-fitting clothes. She looks like she's all elbows and knees, and she's got some, like, skin stuff going on. She is the living personification of the awkward stage. Yeah, yeah. she's, ugh, she might come into her own, but she's certainly not there yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's fine, guys. <laughs> She's fine. She's gonna she make is. it. She's gonna be a beautiful. I know she is. She's fine to her. She's fine. But are you okay? Off <laughs> <laughs> air, can we talk about this? <laughs> um, no. So she's um she's really kind of gawky and tall for a halfling. So she's like a miserable two and a half feet tall. So she's she's too tall for a halfling, too short for a human. Um, and she actually comes from circumstances you might not uh, expect. She comes from she comes from money. She had a um loving and wealthy family, and but they kept trying to just push her into this mold with finishing schools and frilly frocks and she she hated it hated it and, and ran away actually and then um is now living on the lamb and she's kind of kind of keep moving from place to place so that her parents however desperately they might be searching for her can never find her in order to shove her back into that role so you know having run away from home she's had to learn a a, a trick or two so now she's got some more skill sets so she's probably a, a bigger risk than you might think just looking at her hmm. interesting and let's move on to our special guest uh, trisha bobita from the Nerdette podcast yeah. on WBEZ, we learned that's an incredibly important distinction off air. Yeah, yeah guys, made it's pretty, really, really important. I made a pretty big <laughs> faux, faux pas. A, a huge <laughs> fox pal. <laughs> I really, I would like to apologize for my, uh, like, Pavlovian response when you said NCR the first time. <laughs> it triggered something, which was my, like, forced saying of WBEZ. <laughs> Your training is working. Yeah, right. Well trained. Yeah, sort of well like a, If you're one of the higher-ups at BEZ, WBEZ, please, uh... Feel free to continue whatever <laughs> draconian regimen you have going because it's working. It's a Manchurian style, like Manchurian candidate style sort the of Manchu- like. The Manchurian employee. <laughs> <laughs> the trigger word is NPR. Uh, Trisha, let's learn more about your character, the aptly named Bangarang. Bangarang, the elf wizard, crazy eyes and hair, understands and gets along with Trinket, I think because. Uh, Bangarang also didn't do what Bangarang was supposed to do. Bangarang meant to do. Yeah, um, where did Bangarang more, come more from? More productive things with the magical abilities. It's a lot of pressure to just be born with magic, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, so many other people have worked so hard for it, and, like, you're the one who just sort of has it. Oh, so Bangarang's closer to being a sorcerer than a wizard. Bangarang just was naturally gifted with these talents. And, you know, as often as the case with some people, you know, the line between genius and insanity is, is very close together. And so you can use your abilities to, you know, 
do really productive things or just brew beer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, self-medicating is how <laughs> Bangarang spent most of his, his early years, you know, with the, but, but then the beer turned out to be pretty good. And so it turned mm-hmm. into a business despite Bangarang's best efforts. So, so have you, has Bangarang actually franchised this? Is, is, oh Bangarang- yeah, it's, it's, you know, Brewmaster by, by magic. magic. <laughs> that get that out of your head. You're gonna see that commercial every night. <laughs> but yeah, mostly retired now. You know, mostly retired. I love that. I love that. It's it's mostly retired. It, it's like an Englishman's bookshop. You know that like maybe he wants to open. Yeah. Why keep regular hours five to six on every third Wednesday? Sounds What's great the point? to me. There are like a million people in. It's like country. hot dogs. They'll just be like, hey, we're closing for three weeks because <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> I mean, also I get it. For your cholesterol. We, yeah, right. yeah. we need this to is for sleep you. it off. <laughs> more for you than us. All right. Well, now that we know a little bit more about the players involved, let's dive right back into our adventure because you guys were camped out in the incredibly dangerous forest and yeah. you were about to be attacked by two enormous and hideous trolls. Uh, right off the bat, I want to use my Metal Hurlant. <laughs> metal Hurlant is the name of the move. I sure hope you're pr- we're pronouncing this right, because I can't see it. Hurlant. It's H-U-R-L-A-N-T. All right. Listeners at home, if you are pronunciation nerds, please write into the show. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, and your guess write is in as good phonetically, as mine. because yeah, right. we don't understand. <laughs> right. All right. But the, uh, the, I'm shouting with great force, uh, I'll play a shattering note, but I'm going to shout with great force. Uh, I'm going to choose a target. I'm going to roll plus constitution. Uh, and on a 10 plus, the target takes, one d10 damage and is deafened for a few minutes. Ooh, very cool. On a seven and nine, you still damage your target, but it's out of control. Uh, <laughs> the GM will con- will choose an additional target nearby. Sound good? That sounds so great. Okay. Um, uh, shit, though. I fucked up. Uh, so I got a four. I rolled a four. Okay. <laughs> with with my bonus. <laughs> Ooh boy. Okay. So Do you want to hear my do you one, hear my shout? Two, three, and four. Uh yeah, please give us your shout. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor, poor red fox. Oh. Um <laughs> At the the time, at at this particular time, Baby Blues was getting ready for bed. He was brushing his teeth, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) and he saw the trolls immediately battle ready. He forgets to take the toothbrush out of his mouth, (laughs) and it skews the shout, and it all curves towards you. So you're still going to be rolling your damage. Oh, shit. That's okay. D10? D10. Uh, is this a D10? Yes. Uh, yes. Better not be 10. That would be pretty awful. Four. Four. Okay. Jesus, I'm sorry. No, no. (laughs) You're not as sorry as you're going to be when she's not there to stand in the way of the damage that's coming at you. Oh, God. So it just, form a wall of noise just hits me. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> for those that, for those that can't see, her face blew back like those astronauts in the astronaut tests where they're yeah. the G force G-force is pulling tests. their face back. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try one of my poisons, oil of Taggett. Oil of the dreaded oil of Taggett. Okay, so So are you trying to now sneak up on these trolls so that you're not seen? Yarp. Yep. Uh, 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 We all love hot fuzz. Let's (laughs) keep those references coming. Um, However, barbaric yarp. So first, Cornetto. Yop. Uh, so first up, I'm going to need you to roll Defy Danger. Okay. D- w- plus dexterity okay. to sneak behind them. Okay, nine. Nine. Ah, perfect. Um, you manage to defy danger to get behind them, although once you are behind them, you realize you left your dagger at the campsite. Oh. So you have the bottle of poison, 
but not the dagger, and you know the only way you can administer this poison is an open wound. However, the intrepid wizard and ranger of the party have noticed this predicament, and either one of them can step up to help. Ah, okay. Since I, I see you struggling, I... uh fight against the the wind <laughs> the <noise>. blowing <laughs> my Bob. hair back uh. and uh, grab one of my two short swords um, that's uh, lashed to my um, to my leg to the side of my leg mm-hmm. and chuck the, sh- the scabbarded weapon to you okay hoping hoping that you're uh, coordinated enough by this point in your puberty <laughs> cycle to catch it I am a real small target <laughs> and let's let's get a roll for that let's get a dexterity plus roll nine nine uh, definitely uh, you catch it you catch it by the scabbard and the blade falls to the ground um, and it would make a large clattering noise unless you can catch it. So one more dexterity plus roll. Oh, oh no. Snake clang, eyes. clatter, clatter, clang. <laughs> no. Hey, guys. I hear an onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns around to see you holding a large jar that says troll poison. <laughs> and, a, and a short sword. Then I'm going to use a backstab. When you attack a surprised or defenseless enemy with a melee weapon, you can choose to yeah. Oh, but he's no longer surprised oh. or defenseless. Okay. <laughs> that ship has sailed when you failed <laughs> three rolls in a row. What can the wizard do? What do we got? I think I think I'm gonna go with sleep. Ah, and that Ooh. would make one of them surprised or defenseless. Very um, cool. So, what? Why don't you uh, cast your spell? Mm-hmm. That's int plus roll. Mm-hmm. So seven. Seven. That is successful. However, you will have to choose uh, on your list of drawbacks, uh, which I believe includes moving yourself into a vulnerable position where you would be attacked by your enemy or forgetting the spell for the rest of the day. Or one other thing, which I can't remember right now because I don't have the wizard sheet directly in front of me, but I believe it is on there. The spell disturbs the fabric of reality as it is cast? Yes. Jesus. Yes, that's right. Uh, the spell... Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, Whatever yeah, that why anything yeah. uh, At any moment when there's uh, the ability to disturb the fabric of reality... So you will be at minus one for casting your spells for the duration of the day because you are trying not to disturb and tear the fabric of reality. And if yeah. you do it too much, you may create a hole to a horrible dimension of... Of unpleasantness. Oh man, I want. We know what happens. I want to go to the dimension of unpleasantness. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> think it would be a great you vacation? Think that, yeah. but the hotels cost more than you'd hope. It's the crack That's in unpleasant. the wall, guys. We don't want that. <laughs> it's not like it's the. It's not the silence it's not, it's, is coming. It's not Alex. horrible. It's just unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of like just a little mm. hot. The <laughs> dimension of British weather. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a high pitched wine you can never find. The ice machine's not working. <laughs> 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 this is like the one time I've needed an ice machine. <laughs> uh, so you cast your spell, and one of the mighty trolls falls instantly asleep. Meanwhile, uh, Trinket uh, runs directly to that troll to administer a poison blow. Yeah. Yeah, roll well, it. Five plus dexterity? Mm-hmm. So seven. Seven. Success. Yay! Um, one so- down. You you run directly over to that troll and you mightily stab it in the side as the other one takes a swipe at you while you run past him. And he deals one damage to you. Luckily, your armor is strong enough that it absorbs the blow entirely. Wow, awesome. Uh, so it clangs off your armor as the troll's called, Hey, what did you do to Horus? Can Horus. I, uh, can I, I'm going to sing a healing song. For for Red Fox. Oh, thank oh, there you. We go. That's really nice. Uh, so this I, next one goes out to Red Fox. <laughs> I real I I I d uh, a D eight. All right, That's what I need. That's this guy, right? Yep. Yeah. I heal you too. Oh, beautiful. Do you wanna do you wanna sing that? Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a something bird. 
<laughs> I only get to that verse. That's only two. If I got, he only remembers the lyrics if he's paid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going, but it's all ugly. I'll do a pro bono, but it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Hence the need for this comeback. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. All those children's hospitals he played gave really negative reviews. It's true. I got a terrible Yelp review. <laughs> Uh, children's hospital. Yeah, every, every charity gig. Yeah, he didn't remember. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna volley. Uh, so I'm going to uh, just run up to make sure that uh, the other troll is focusing on me. Mm-hmm. Pull back an arrow and try to put so, it into one of his eyes, and I'm like, "Friend of Horus, look at me and no one else." <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll that volley. Cool. Friend of Horus. Uh, so that's, uh, nine plus, uh, so that's eleven. That describes me! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool, and I did it eight damage. Eight damage. A palpable eight damage. You can see some of it has trouble getting through his thick troll hide. However, the rest strikes true, and the troll gets a scatter shot of arrows in his face. Oh, my horrible face! <laughs> oh, it's ruined! All right. Beautiful. <laughs> That's it. That's all he says. Guys, trolls aren't very eloquent. Come on. So he has arrows in his face. He's got He's arrows got- in his face. Um, and he starts flailing about... And meanwhile, uh, the other troll is snoring loudly. Um, and you can see with your elven eyes, wizard, uh, that the arrows, uh, he, he pulls the arrows out of his face and they immediately, those arrows holes start to close up into large, ugly scars. Oh no. Does anybody want to spout lore about trolls? Was that charisma? What's spell lore? Wisdom. Ooh, yes. I can, since he's a monster, uh, I believe, I can um, familiar prey. A monster, I can use wisdom instead of uh, intelligence for this. So I'm going to go ahead and be someone to spout lore. All right. Spout that lore. Okay. So that's going to be crappy because I rolled very poorly. So it's a six. Uh, Forest trolls are often green. Ah. <laughs> when you fail a spout lore check, you get a fact that is true and perhaps interesting, but not useful. <laughs> <laughs> this friend of Horus is less green than I was expecting. <laughs> He's more brown. This friend of Horus has two of Horus's DVDs and never gave them back. One of them is Dr. Zhivago, and the other one is Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> that I watched in... Okay, I'll try Spell Lore. <laughs> All right, Spell Lore, yeah. Okay. Um, this is eight. All right, eight. Indeed. So you do get an int- you do get a useful fact, and that is trolls have a impressive metabolism, and they heal much quicker than most animals, and much more completely. You, if you cut a troll in half, two new trolls would grow out of it. Like... A sea star or starfish. Thank you, Mister. Used to work at the Shed Aquarium. Which <laughs> should really be called a zoo. And now you but know. Baby Blue calls that out like a sea star or starfish. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. He's providing <laughs> like these Star Trek metaphors, like a balloon that gets too much air in it. Like wanna... a balloon, and something horrible happens. Like the dreaded Hydra. <laughs> That's Can just I... like the dreaded Hydra. That's like the straight we're still Hydra, dealing. Baby. We're still dealing with one. We're still dealing with one. one Troll is one is fast asleep. That sleep spell was clever. Can I use it? Goes to eleven, uh, yes. which which would if I do it right, he'll flail in confusion <laughs> and just start beating his uh, his fast asleep buddy. Uh, he'll start beating him with his fists. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's um, what that's what it says here, anyway. All right, uh, I'll I'll figure a way to justify it. So, <laughs> why don't you make your roll? Uh, so two d six, two d six, and then it's plus charisma. Charisma. Uh, that's an eight. My charisma is plus two. That's a ten. That's a ten. So you begin singing a song, which in. 
which compels the target to give a sensual massage to the nearest creature of its species. However, he's fighting against it, so the sensuality of this massage is a lot more vigorous and rough than one would hope. So he essentially begins just pounding his fists into his buddy, his unconscious buddy's back. What to- is the troll's safe word? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Shivago. <laughs> uh, could, should I roll damage? Uh, yeah. Uh, roll what, that damage. Eight or six or what? It doesn't say here. Um, it just Oh, one, d10. Yeah. Unless it gives you a specific damage, you always roll the damage that's on your character sheet. Oh, okay. That's mm. actually d6. Yeah. Five. Excellent, excellent. So the troll, even though he's trying to fight against giving his buddy a sensual massage because they, you you guys don't know this, but they had an awkward moment together once a couple years ago and they've <laughs> never talked about it. So they've just avoided any sort of intimate situation. But now it's getting real and it's going to bring back a lot of emotions that neither of them wants to address. I mean, Forest University was a complicated place. It was a complicated place. Uh, they separate the male and female dormitory. All right. It's not their fault. It just happens to some people, okay? And it's normal. I've read about it. Uh, so the the vigorous massaging, the song of vigorous massage begins. Uh, most of you steal yourselves against massaging each other while this song goes on. It's a remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh no okay who hasn't vigorously massaged someone to um meanwhile uh i believe the troll is going to strike is going to try and strike out while he's in the middle of the massage and still dancing uncontrollably he tries to hit you with his little jig kicks cat ah the kicks sail over you as you duck and weave out of the way. Who else is going to try something? Yeah, I got a fireball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just drops that in like, whatever, I got this thing. I just yeah, got a fireball. Because uh, as you knew from your spout lore, one of the only ways to stop a troll regeneration is through fire. Hmm. And so this is a mighty ball of flame that envelops my target and everyone nearby. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> uh, that'll be a problem for the people who are nearby, which is only Trinket. <laughs> She's spry. All right. I, I might... Could... <sighs> Go ahead. Besides, if you roll 10, it probably won't hit Trinket. No pressure. Oh, oh. Five and I'm at minus one because of the ongoing sleep spell. Mm. So it's only four. Oh, but you 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 add something. So you oh. add your intelligence. Right? Add your intelligence oh, modifier. Good. Hang on. Um, plus one. No, oh. <laughs> still five. Ah, uh, so you coax forth the mighty spirit of fire. There is a hole in the universe uh, that you may or may not have made and that you may or may not need to mend and you were swearing that you were going to get around to it. However, that hole causes reality to distort in a way where you thought you would put it on the trolls and instead centered it above poor Trinket. (laughs) Trinket! Uh, you have been traveling with this doddering old wizard for a while, so you do have instincts that protect you for when he makes such mistakes. Can I please do a defy danger? (laughs) You can absolutely do a defy danger to get out of the way of this fireball. Okay. 2d6? Snick, snack, goes the Vorpal Sword. Uh, No, you managed to easily duck out of the way of this. You actually have prepared uh, an emergency fireproof blanket, um, and you whip it out. It's only a single-use item, but it covers your body. Uh, The flames touch it, it melts away, but you are completely unharmed by the friendly fireball. Hey, uh, hey, uh, bangerang, maybe, uh, maybe be a little more careful. Yeah, that'd be, uh, I have it hard enough already. Can you imagine this face with scars? (laughs) (laughs) The face which is currently covered in acne scars. (laughs) 
Uh, so, um, uh, one, one party member has yet to be addressed. So, barreling out of, uh, out of one of the tents, there's, <laughs> and, uh, which is, uh, Mr. Badger's call to arms. He has with him, uh, a, a string of rope. So obviously he's asking us to, or asking me, uh, to perform maneuver eight, which is, uh, take the other end of the rope and we're going to tie up the giant's feet. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, here. Yes. So why don't you roll a maneuver eight? So that I guess this, this is, is dex or strength. What does this? What does mod it? Oh, never mind. No, no, we failed. So he—he's like you. You look at him. He's got the rope. You're like a maneuver eight. That's a great idea. He throws the rope and it falls like two feet away from him. His little badger arms are not great Meanwhile, the the troll is going to take a swing at him. Oh no! Um, and the mighty, mighty troll arm crashes down upon the tiny, tiny badger, and he barely gets out of the way. He takes two damage. He takes two damage. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's ferocity. Okay, so he'll be fine. Yeah. That's Can I try to ram one of the trolls with our luxury goat? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you can try and do that. Especially because yeah, yeah, it's a where's, pun. Where's the luxury goat? <laughs> gonna ram it? Yeah. yeah. I don't usually... It's gonna be listen, difficult I, to get a goat to ram. I haven't driven the... myself in about ten years, but... So you hop into the back of the goat and shout to the driver, ramming speed. You know what, Willem? Stop kidding around. (laughs) We didn't get the insurance, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a rental. It's a rental. So what should I roll? Mm -hmm. What damage? Uh, First first of all, this is... To see whether it works. Yeah, I I think this is going to be based off of... I'm going to base it off charisma. And I'll tell you why. Because you got to convince the goat to do it. <laughs> so you hop into the back of the goat. <laughs> uh, this is charisma, right? Yes. So we've got a six plus two is eight. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, so you hop onto the back of the goat and say, what, what, what do you say to make this goat go? Listen, sport. <laughs> you and me after me? this. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> I forgot it's huge. <laughs> uh, listen, sport. After this whole thing, you know what I'll do for you? Hmm? I know a guy. <laughs> I, I know a guy who can get you the finest luxury lady goat to make luxury kids with. And I'll sing you a special sex song that will make sure that you have. The most vital sperm there is. You'll sing you? Goat puns. Spelling oh, puns. Man, you guys, with these goat puns, you're bleeding us dry. Bad news. Bad news. <laughs> so that's what I said. To him. All right. All right. That's what Willem well, says you to him. managed to pull the wool over his eyes, <laughs> and he does exactly what you say. <laughs> um, and he charges forth. Um, and for this, I believe a big goat will do a d10 of damage. Oh yeah, he will. Um, which one is that one? That's that's a d10. You you picked right. Uh, yeah, you're getting used to it. Three. All right. So he he rams into the the troll, which is actually quite a large creature and quite difficult to hurt. Uh, but it does do some damage. And uh, any any other ideas? We do have one troll that appears to be down for the count, even though even though it took no damage, it is fast asleep, deep in a magical sleep. Well, I can use my invisibility spell. Which functions as touching an ally, and then no one can see them. Oh, that's uh-huh. cool. Mm. And that persists until the target attacks, or I dismiss it. But if I do this, I I got nothing until mm. until you prepare again. Well, I'm, are you done with that fireball spell? 
The fi- I, I will point out go well. that you, yeah, it, <laughs> the spells get used up if she doesn't roll a ten plus. So it's a wizard. Ten spell. plus. She's ten, a wizard. You're, she, you're telling she, me she's a wizard. But if she rolls ten plus, she gets to do it again. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so if this if this doesn't go well, like this is the last bastion of stuff that she has that's level three. I mean, you still have level one spells, don't you? That is a level one spell. Actually. Oh, oh, okay. So yes. Um, I think it's worth it because you do have the thief in the group who, if invisible, would be able to use her sneak attack. Because uh-huh. I'm out of level threes. But to what end? That's if I mean, are we going to be able to? to are we trying to knock him out? Do we think we're going to be able to do that? Because I guess we have to accumulate enough damage in one turn to do that. We you don't know, want to make him split. Into we don't want to make him split in two. That would be bad. Would the situation with the rope work better if someone was invisible? You could uh, run circles around his legs at that point. Yeah, I bet so. it would work better. Even though I think the badger is larger than you, I think you're slightly more dexterous than he is. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Opposable thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on, Bertram. Let's just do maneuver eight and be through with, through with it. Come on, make me invisible. Let's go. <laughs> As I, I, I'll distract him while you guys oh, do this. Oh shit! I believe that's success, or unless that's a nine instead of an. What, what's your, what's your int modifier? Is it one or two? Uh, it's a minus one right now. Okay. Your intelligence. <laughs> oh, because and of casting the spell. intelligence is a plus one. So okay. It's just okay. A moot. So it just it's it's just moot. So it's a uh, she she rolls an eight, which does carry the drawback of she's used up that spell but for the day. But she used it. But she used it. You are currently invisible. And Guys, the, just am I finally pretty? Is that what you think pretty is? (laughs) You poor thing. It's all those slips in the media. The slips and ghosts that they put on the front of magazines. (laughs) Nobody can be that transparent. They they just show the clothes the way we want them to be shown. (laughs) Just the clothes. Just the clothes. That's what we want. (laughs) Which is an impossible standard of beauty. Um... (laughs) So so you feeling super confident being invisible, you poor, poor thing. Uh, You roll your maneuver eight. Come on, Bertram, let's go. And Bertram's going to aid this. I think that's how we should do it. Yes, please. Somebody aid something. There we go. So nine, and then he, does he use my stats as his modifiers? Uh, he uses his ferocity. Oh, he's oh, so um, so that's an eleven on his part. So you are sufficiently aided. So yeah, what, what's the? I think it's a plus two for a ten aid, or is it plus one? It's plus one. Okay, so you get a plus one to this. Okay, so and then do I add my dexterity because I'm invisible? Yeah. Okay, so we're at uh, ten. Perfect, a perfect ten. <laughs> you guys cycle and cycle around the trolls, crazy dancing legs, and you manage to tangle them up. And he, Bertram, does a little flip himself. through his he's legs and grabs he falls, his hat the, he falls to the ground and he's doing a weird dance on the ground. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bound and convulsing. He's bound and convulsing, and the other one is sleeping soundly. You have defeated the mighty trolls. <laughs> Wow, nice. You stay invisible for the rest of forever, right, guys? Well, you did you attack? That's, That's an attack. Technically an attack. As far as I'm concerned, baby, you've always been invisible. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Hey, don't mention it. No. Bangarang, you realize at some point you need to sit down with Trinket and have a long <laughs> talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think we should pack up and move. Oh, wait, can I look for poisony stuff in the area so I can learn more poison stuff? Uh, absolutely. All right. Is our goat okay? Tell me our goat's okay. Uh, Your goat is fine. Uh, you, 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 you check it over and you're like, I probably wouldn't lose the deposit. Oh, wait, I stole this. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> well, while we're uh, packing up, I'm going to bring up the. So, um, there don't appear to be any animals in these woods, and the trolls did say that they hadn't eaten for a period of several weeks, and that doesn't. I mean, trolls, whatever. But I doubt that they just ate all the animals. What do you think's up? Huh? <clears throat> Can we do discern realities? Yeah. 
Roll discern realities. Ask one of the discern realities questions. You got a nine? Uh, a nine roll, but you add something to it. Wisdom, yep. so I'm an 11. Uh, an 11, so you get to ask three questions from discern realities. Who's really in control here? What happened here recently? What should I be on the lookout for? <laughs> Those are great right. questions. So, and they went in the exact opposite order of how I would want to answer things. So, you look at what you would want to be on the lookout for. Clearly, there is something eating all of the animals in, in this area, um, consuming more than its fair share of the food chain. Um, you'd imagine that such a creature would have to be intelligent or at least very large in order to do that. And what was the first one again? Who's in control here? Who's in control here? Whichever, whatever thing or person or whatever is consuming that much animal life is probably in control of these woods. You should either be on the lookout for it, or it may have something to do with the adventure you're currently on, because that's how it's always gone. Right. <laughs> uh, I think the last one was what happened here recently. Uh, what happened here recently, you look around, um, and you, you take a good casing of the area while Trinket is off looking for various poisonous uh, mushrooms and roots and whatnot. You look around the area and you start going to the normal hiding holes where you would expect animals to be. You have Mr. Badger sniff out some of those holes. Uh, there are no creatures living inside um, to give you answers. But you find most of these things have been, these hiding holes and warrens have been hastened abandoned. Hmm. Um, so clearly there was a great fleeing, which followed a great eating. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know much about uh, giants. I knew that they're green. If these are even giants, if they're not trolls, I'm kind of fuzzy on what makes one, one different than the other. Right. How much do they eat? Because there's nothing in these woods, and there was a great culling. Someone can spell Spout war. war. What's spot lore? Uh, what's the role on it? Intelligence? Is it? I got it's Bonus it's, is intelligence? Yeah. I'll try it. Uh, that would be an eight. Giants are a normal part of any habitat. Um, giants have been, you know, sort of ushered out of the city. Uh, they like the pastoral country life. Um, but generally speaking, giants don't take much more than the environment can dish out. Usually mm. they only live in areas where creatures breed like crazy. It's not a giant. Well, it's got to right. be something else. In fact, you, you do recall the plague of deer that hit the city after you tried to cull the giant population in the Northlands. It was a huge news item back in your day. Oh, dear. Deer would... You even wrote a song about it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I did actually read that one. You did? I don't have to sing it right now. Come on, it's our favorite. Please. All right. Well, here's a little ditty I wrote about uh, the giants getting cold and... <laughs> Big Our plague town of deer. <laughs> plague by deer. And a one. And a two. And a you know what to do. And it's a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You were, you were, I, I, I was felt so like excited. You were <laughs> so scared of doing it. I was like, I'll well, you want to do it? Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, does anyone want to hum along? Hum a little too? That's Mr. Badger. <laughs> he just got right in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Badgers are pretty bad at beatboxing. <laughs> So there once was a time If you went up north a line You'd see many giants cry Cause we killed all the children And then we ate their bones <laughs> We killed all the giants We, all, we ate all the bones We ground them into dust Then all these deers come fucking with with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You still got it. You still got it. Well, that's why I like adventuring with you guys. All right. So you guys are on the lookout for the larger mystery. Um, but you still have a little bit of traveling to do. Uh, so for with that, we'll need a scout. We'll need a navigator, and of course, we'll need a quartermaster. You I'm guys go can keep those rolls or shuffle them. I'll try scouting again, guys. I think I, think I, I can I've done really enough. do it. I can do it. All right, scouting. Roll off that wisdom. Mine's a nine, so nine average. You are the best quartermaster. (laughs) Yeah, no rations have to be consumed. Congratulations, guys. Wow, great. But we do know fuck all about where we're going or what's what's No, we know where we're going. We just don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on around us. Hey guys, do you know I can see everything from like two and a half feet and below and I'm sorry, I'm trying. Hey, you're not used to you're not used to traveling around on like a seven foot tall. Also, you should be wearing your glasses. You intentionally don't wear. Have you have you ever successfully stolen anything? You have no idea, buddy. Okay, I can steal anything really close to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nearsighted. I wear my glasses when I'm stealing. I just I don't. don't, Okay, it's not who I am as a person. So I'm just like going through some stuff. So if you guys could just be cool about it. Be cool, guys. Come on. She always returns the stuff to the shops, okay? I'm getting a little bored of this. Should <laughs> I maybe detect magic? I don't oh, know why. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, it seems like then it's just level one, and then you have to tell me if anything's magical, mm-hmm. and then at least know that. Sure. That's great. So, sweet. Plus one. Plus, because they're a new day. Back to yeah, two. Yeah, new day, right? Mm-hmm. So this is plus... Which of my... Should be int, right? Yeah. Intelligence. Okay, so just one. So an eight. Um, So you reach out your magical senses through the tendrils which bind this world together, um, and you, like, move it in all directions. And one of the things that's peaceful about being in the woods and the countryside is you're away from the ridiculous magical feats of the mages towers in the main city. Um, so magic here is more pure and natural. It's just like breathing more clean air. Um, but you look forward to the mountain ranges ahead of you and you see a large magical spike um, a spire of whirling magic that is distorting and bending reality. Uh, a beacon calling you forward. You tell this to your navigator and you look things over and it does appear to be coming from the very area that you guys are questing to right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ominous. Ominous is right. So let's keep going. <laughs> 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 How long is this journey taking us? I, I think the goat's a little weary. Let's get on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah you we still it, got our goat. Yeah, you still have oh, your goat. Man, I love that goddamn goat. Yeah, it wasn't cursed at all. Let's name it. Oh, that's a good idea. He has a name because uh, most things have names within their own societies, and I've been talking to him this I, whole time. I, I oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Can you just? Yeah. Can you just? T- can you? Can you ask the goat? Yeah. So what his name is? So goat. What's your name? Morgan. <laughs> his name's Morgan. You're the only person who pronounces it right. <laughs> Okay, Morgan, thank you for... Thank you, Morgan. Thank you for everything. I'm sorry I don't pronounce it with a with a little bit of spice that your native tongue has. Oh, man. Uh, and the goat really appreciates the effort. So you guys, you guys have forward one with the goat for next, next goat-related check. Um, and you guys, after... A couple, a couple days of travel, um, come to the mouth of this cave at the foothills of the mountain. Um, 
and you see that there is a great deal of activity here. There are a lot of different footprints, uh, and it looks like they have been bound. They're not pure prints. Um, whichever, whichever creatures inhabit this cave oh, are so intelligent. Oh, so they're like shod. Yeah. Okay. You said bound. It was... Yeah, they're... So they're wearing shoes. They're wearing they had shoes. To hop. Gotcha. Oh, got it. Their ankles are tied together. <clears throat> no. So an intelligent creatures lying there, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, can I do a trap expert? Yeah. Yay! Something eight plus dex, so ten. Um, uh, what else is hidden here? Right. Yeah. Um, so you you look out yeah. at the mouth of this cave. You guys are still uh, well within the tree line, and you see. You know, uh, as a halfling, you do what m- most people never do. You look up. Um, usually people are only concerned with what's directly in front of them, but you know that there is a plethora of things that are above you. So when you crane your head upwards, you notice a small lookout that has been recessed into the watch, into, uh, the upper reaches of the mountain with a what looks to be a lizardy person um, who is looking down with a spyglass. Guys, guys, hold back! I see, I see someone up there. They're they're waiting for people to come into these caves. They're watching. Okay, everyone under foliage now. Step one: <laughs> hide. <laughs> We're under foliage. Okay. Okay. We're okay. still in the tree line, so we can't see us. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Use hunting and tracking uh, to to study the footprints and discern mm-hmm. stuff about the people, like size, okay. species, that sort of thing. Um, so, uh, seven, eight, nine. Uh, that's nine. Okay, so you know that this is a species of about humanoid height. That's the weight of the tracks are consistent with a humanoid shape to them. Okay, and medium size. Yes. Say. So the lizard person... That I, I can't really see yet. Uh, what? How how tall are they? Thanks, thanks a lot. Everyone's tall. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess I guess about as tall as tall as you. That's about about the same. Okay. Me. Is it is a lizard person a person or a beast or a monster? Uh, I would I'd say it's a person, probably. So I would like to charm said lookout. Mm. Ah. Uh-huh. That's interesting. We'll be like, hey, bang a rang. Bang a rang. Some of that bang a rang charm. friends. I know, I, I know the manager. Let us pass yeah. the oh, got it. Got it. It's got one it. of these kind of situations. So, seven. Plus your charisma? Plus <laughs> my charisma of negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I look like for a minute. <laughs> uh, so, what? what th- this is a situation where it's, they're at six, right, she's at six right now. Um, you guys could lend aid. Hey, mister. Um, yeah. Hey, listen. Everybody knows me across this country. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. What would I roll? To, uh, to so you are now trying to play into whatever thing she's doing. Actually, we'll let you come out and introduce yourself. What are you doing? Bangarang. Well, as you know, industry types, you just you know how to talk to a bouncer. And this guy's clearly the bouncer of this cave. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. And so, you know, you talk shop a little bit. You talk about, you know, how well, much yeah, it d- sucks. Now to, we're talking. You know, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Um, Who goes there? You you uh, remember me? We met once at uh, <laughs> we met once at Morty's party. I'm trying to remember a Morty, a Morty. You, you, probably, you probably don't remember M name. Morty <laughs> sounds <laughs> familiar. Morty, you know, you know, with the with the glasses. Does he know Malakesh? <laughs> <laughs> blue eyes, blue eyes. Help me out. You you will probably remember and, my friend. Better. And yeah, you now you come out. That's a ten plus two charisma is twelve. This is like uh, glamorous levels. Yeah, so so you come out as a charming squire to this booking agent, I guess. Mm, blue eyes, that sounds familiar. Who who are you? Oh, hey, Junior. Why don't I, instead of telling you who I am, why don't I sing you who I am? <laughs> that sounds like a deal. <laughs> hey, 
Bertrand. <laughs> Is that the badger's name? <laughs> Bertrand. Why don't you lay lay down a little tune? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Blue Eyes. These are my friends. This is my friend Big Ring. And this is also Trinketed Red Fox. Here I am. My name is Blue Eyes. This is Big Ring. We mean you no harm. <laughs> That's uh, that's who we are. The badger does <laughs> tiny little jazz paws. Jazz paws. Yeah, hey. Um, the lizard person's like, all right, that seems official enough. <laughs> <laughs> seems like that was at least rehearsed. Just something you guys have been working on. All right, I'll buzz you in. <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> the cave like starts rumbling with a horrible. <gasps> Be sure to go in on the buzz. <laughs> it doesn't last very long. Uh, you're gonna have to try again. I missed it the first time. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right. I got it. I got it. We're in. So you guys enter the cave. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that my light would come in handy here. Absolutely. Uh, it is super dark in here. Uh, question, question about that guy. Uh, <laughs> so. You going back to the guy? Yeah. No, back to the guy. So with a 12, what's his, what was his species? What are they Lizard known man. for? Or what are they known for? Do they worship the tyrant? Yeah. They, they usually worship uh, the great dragon tyrant, Patrak. Patrak. Um and uh they're usually they're they're chaotic or they're they're a lawful evil race so they're known for being dicks okay um that's just who they are that's how they're born it would be wrong of you to hold that against them that's speciesist the species 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 um uh, however at the end of the day lizard men are jerks and they will always be jerks cool that's who they are and that's okay Okay. So we're in the cave now. Do you do your light? Yep, and light is uh, something that I can use without it counting towards my allotment of spells. Nice. Oh, nice. Just mm. useful. Lumos. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just clap it on. A, <laughs> seven plus your intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. So just one, so eight. Yeah, so that's a success. So what's your plus two? What's your highest? Uh, wisdom. Oh, got it. Mm. So the area lights up in front of you, and you see a large uh, network of uh, winding caverns in front of you. There are several different holes. Looking at the ground, you can see pretty much every area here is trafficked. It looks like there are a good amount of creatures that live in here. Um, There are a bunch of barrels and whatnot that has food storage and such uh, in the area that you're in. There are some arrows that are piled into a quiver on the wall. This appears to be a little bit of an outpost. Hmm. Are there... You say that things are trafficked. Currently, are there people roaming around? Uh, You don't see any people right now, but you see that this area is a place where people um, people are trafficking. I'm going to do another trap expert. Okay. I'm going to try seven plus... Dex, nine! Um, is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? You, you walk into this area. Everybody is sort of like kind of milling about. And then all of a sudden you shout, nobody move. And we'll pick up next session. Well, that's it for this week, heroes. Thanks again to Eternity Wars for sponsoring this episode. Please look them up on Kickstarter or on their website, eternitywars.com. You can and should check out Trisha Bobita's Nerdette podcast at nerdette.com. Kat and I will be joining her March 18th to discuss One Shot, our new role-playing system Epiphany, and gaming in general. On April 4th through 6th, One Shot will be running games at CodCon at the College of DuPage in Illinois. And April 25th through 27th, we will be at C2E2 in Podcast Alley. We want to meet you, so if you can go to one of these, please join us because we'd love to have you.
The Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2, is a convention spanning the latest and greatest in comics, movies, television, toys, anime, manga, and video games. Bringing the best of popular culture to downtown Chicago on April 25th through 27th. C2E2's show floor is packed with hundreds of exhibitors, panels, and guests, such as Adam Hughes, Brian Azzarello, Eve Miles, and more. It also has autograph sessions, giving fans a chance to interact with their favorite creators, and screening rooms featuring sneak peeks of films and television shows months before they hit either the big or small screen. Join us for the best weekend of the year, April 25th through 27th. For more info, head over to C2E2.com. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with articles, podcasts, and videos for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find the show. Or follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG and tweet us what you think. You can also email me directly at jamesdomatoismagic at gmail.com to talk about the show, game design, or whatever. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A castle.